Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 <laughs> All right, here we are. It's Wednesday, hump day, middle of the, the weekday. We are now closer to Friday than we were on Monday. That's a good thing. Nothing special about this weekend coming up other than it's a weekend. I mean, it's not a payday, not a holiday, but it's two days off. <laughs> and I like getting a couple of days off. There is something to be said to not having to get up at uh, 3.45 in the morning. It, it gets old after a while, I'll just tell you folks, but I love doing what I do, so I'm happy to be here. I was just talking to Steve, and, and Heidi yelled into the studio and said, Dave, it's time. And I got up and looked at Steve and said, this is the part I don't like. No, I, I didn't say that. I just, <laughs> I'd much rather sit here and just talk to you. No, I walked on over and, and sat down to get ready, because I'm all ready. I got the stuff that I want to talk about today. we got a good show for you. For, we're going to spend the first hour just hitting the hot topics with you. So when you go into work today, uh, if you happen to stand around a water cooler, which a lot of us don't do anymore, that's just an old acronym for getting in uh, to work. And you know, you say hi to somebody. Say, hey, did you hear that? Uh, so we're going to we're going to talk about the things that you might say. Hey, did you hear about? And uh, give you something to talk about as far as that's concerned. And I think you. If you're at all, and, and if you listen to this show, you probably are a person who is uh, somewhat politically minded, and you want to know what's going on in the country, and you know that there's only one story everybody's talking about right now when it comes to politics. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Malago. We're going to talk about what happened out at President uh, Trump's house when he wasn't at home, when they told the lawyers they had to leave the residence while the FBI was there, while they told them that they had to turn off the cameras in the house. And all of that's false. I have never heard of, of such a thing as FBI agents saying you can't have your lawyers there or that you can't film anything you want to do. So some of that happened a couple of weeks ago at the convention uh, for the uh, the Arkansas GOP. Uh, people were there and and uh, taking uh, you know video and stuff, and uh, people saying you can't do that here. Why not? We said so. Well, that's not good enough. I'm sorry. That's just not good enough. And that's the kind of stuff that I, I've been kind of mentioning over the last couple of weeks that really irritate me. That's the kind of stuff that has to stop. Okay? You who think that you control everything, you got to stop. you got to stop doing what you're doing. I'm not saying everything is being done 
up and up on both sides of this issue that we've got going on with the party here in Arkansas. But both sides, okay, let me put it that way. Both sides have got to stop. Stop and think at what you're doing. That's what President Reagan would tell you. Stop and think about what you're doing. What kind of perception are you sitting up? I'm really irritated about it. I really am irritated. We have fought too hard and too long for some people who are letting their egos get in the way and uh, not putting the party in front of their ego. Just the way I feel about it? Okay. Now I'll move on. Uh, it's been eating at me all night. Woke up a couple times while I was sleeping last night thinking about that. <laughs> Hate it when I get like that. But anyway, uh, that's, that's, that's a whole deal. So anyway, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Mansion today. Need to talk a little bit about that as, as uh, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do as uh, a citizen and make do during stagflation. You know, Mansion is pitching the tax hikes uh, by, uh, you know, uh, the president. It, it just doesn't make sense. Somebody gave him something. He was offered something, and he took it. All right? Either that or they got pictures with him with goats or something at, at some kind of a tea party. Just letting you know. Uh, second hour today, uh, we're going to have Congressman French Hill here in the studio. He's going to join us. Uh, he doesn't have to be back to D.C. until Friday. Uh, they've been off for a little while, so he'll stop by. He'll be in body here, not just in spirit. So he'll be in body here in the studio, and we'll talk to him. We got a lot to talk about. We got, uh, of course, this whole thing with the raid. I don't know if you've heard this uh, the story now, uh, Heidi, about the Democrats are saying, "Well, let's not call it a raid." Really, don't don't use that term. They've been telling the newspaper people, and they've been talking to, to radio hosts, and they've been talking to the TV hosts. Don't call it a raid. Well, what do you call it? So, see, this is this is lefty. This is lefty kind of stuff. That's when they start redefining terms. They uh, they get out their uh, you know their Lenin Stalinist. Uh, Khrushchev lexicon and start changing uh, the the, uh, the the definitions of words. Uh, this wasn't a raid. What do you call it when federal agents rush into a house fully armed, forcing out lawyers, uh, telling people that are there get out of the way and uh, and go through the whole house? I'm not, I'm not talking just to the safe or to uh, cabinets and things of that nature. I'm talking about going to the first, the former first lady's uh, closet. I mean, did, did somebody get off of rifling through her panties or something? I I don't get all that that went down. All, here's what here's how I feel right now. I keep feeling like I keep waking up in the seventies. That's that's what I feel like. I feel like Richard Nixon is president again, and how he was trying to weaponize parts of the uh, the federal government. Never liked that guy from the word go. Okay, never did. 
and uh, and I know everybody now has given him dispensation and said, yeah, look what he did. He, he and Kissinger opened the doors to China and, and all of that. Uh, I, that still doesn't, you know, clear up all the things that Richard Nixon did when he was president. Just telling you. And what's happening now reminds me a whole lot of then. And uh, Biden reminds me of you know these Nixonian type movements that he's making. Now here's the big difference: a lot of Republicans didn't like what Richard Nixon did either, and they spoke out because they had some cojones and they believed in America. I don't hear that from too many uh, Democrats. In fact, I can't say I've heard it from one. Uh, they should well. Como. Well, Como is the only one that's really said anything, the former uh, governor. And he's a scumbucket. All right, but the bottom line, at least he understands. Here's what he understands. You do this now, the way you're doing it, and you'll pay for it big time later. And we all know about how the Republican Party paid for Watergate for years after it happened, and if it hadn't have been for Jimmy Carter, thank you, Jimmy Carter, for screwing up the uh, the economy absolutely terribly and uh, doing, you know, Mr. Rogers on national television where he put his sweater on and he would say, well, you know, turn the heat down in your house. Put on a sweater. You remember that? Do you remember that stuff? Do you remember when he had, it was, you know, you got to drive 55? You probably... Heidi, you don't know about a lot of this stuff. They they passed a law, a federal law, that you had to drive 55 miles an hour as we were trying to save gas. And we're trying to save gas because OPEC was starting to flex their muscles a little bit. But on top of it, we had a president that started tapping all the wells in America. Duh. You know, you might want to try to figure out that if you cut supply on your end and the other side's cutting the, you know, the supply on the other end, you're going to be in trouble. Look, I wasn't really old at that time. I was just in my 20s, but I was smart enough to know that you couldn't do that and expect to have a good outcome about it. That's just a way uh, that was pretty simple logic you could figure out. And then you had inflation going through the ceiling. And I'm, you know, you know what Biden should be happy about? They're not figuring out inflation now like they did it during the Jimmy Carter era, because he wouldn't be looking at nine percent. He'd be looking at about 13, 14 percent right now. So, by the way, that number comes out today. CPI comes out mm, 730 our time, I believe. So we'll have uh, some time to talk about that since Congressman Westerman uh, can't be with us today. He's going to be traveling this week. And next, so uh, we'll get a guest to uh, join us next week. But uh, for t- uh, today, uh, we've got enough to talk about that we'll want to get into. The final hour today, 9 o'clock. Yes, I know. doesn't make sense to have a, a financial show come on. And I go off the air, and then I come back another hour. I know. I hear it all the time. heard it yesterday when I had lunch with some folks. And... You know, I'm, I'm hearing different things, and I'm going, we know things are changing. We're working them out. We're getting it all fixed up. You're going to like what's coming. Just hang with us, all right? Just hang on. I'm just telling you, 
I've worked at both of the talk stations in the city. This is the best one. This is the one that is is zeroing in on content and news. And you're going to get some of that news coming up on uh, 9 o'clock. Now, remember I told you about uh, Mayor Scott, uh, you know, having a conniption about Jimmy uh, that comes on my show, who's my FOI uh, warrior? Uh, well, the mayor went nuts uh, the other day, and Channel 7 did an interview with him, and uh, and he was talking about there was an activist that was out to get him who didn't even live in Little Rock. You know, excuse me, you don't have to be a resident of Little Rock to know what's right and what's wrong and know when people are getting snookered. And you here in Little Rock are getting snookered. Wait till we go over the numbers today that we're going to go over of how much money the mayor is spending for travel and stuff in one year. In one year. If you all elect him mayor again, you should have your your brains examined when you hear the information we've got for you at 9 o'clock. Keep on listening to this show. We have it for you right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, I've got time to... uh, talk about some of our great folks that uh, do our um, commercials for us and make us possible here on 1011 FM, The Answer. One of those folks that's been with us now for years is Pat Davis. Pat Davis has been uh, educating you about uh, health insurance for quite some time ever since they started getting close to bringing this Obamacare We've been talking to Pat Davis, and Pat Davis has told you that you, if if the government can give you a stipend for your health insurance, it can take it away. And if you listen to Schumer, if you had listened, to, I hope you listened to him when he was talking about this Inflation Reduction Act uh, piece of garbage that they're trying to get through. And now it's not sure in the House. There are house. There's a lot of House members now that are saying, "Hmm, eighty-eight thousand new IRS agents." I don't know if we want to go there, but anyway, uh, we were uh, listening to Schumer the day he was talking about it, and he mentioned that part of this money that they're going to have is going to solidify the government's ability to give you your stipend for your health insurance. Without this, they might not have been able to do it or would have, an, have to, to lessen that. Well, if they lessen your stipend, your uh, cost of your health insurance is going up, and the cost of your health insurance is going up right now, even though, even though um, you know, they're giving you a stipend because they're finding that it's more expensive. So uh, Pat wants to talk to you about how he can save you 30 to 50% on health insurance, uh, how this is a perfect way to do your health insurance if you're self-employed, if you are a small business and you still give your people health insurance because you want to stay, you know, uh, able to uh, get the best people out in the marketplace, then you need to talk to Pat Davis so he can show you how to save money on uh, buying that health insurance so you can continue to give 
that health insurance. Call Pat. Talk to him about it. Talk to him about no co-pays. Talk to him about uh, uh, no deductibles or at least deductibles that are within reason. Uh, you want to talk to him about how do you get a, a check back from your doctor or the, the hospital when they treat you. These are all things he can talk to you about. Uh, 501-605-6935 or visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. I got to tell you, yesterday uh, afternoon, well, yeah, early afternoon, I got down in the car, was getting ready to go to BJ's uh, to to have lunch, one of my favorite places to, to eat at, and uh, reached down, grabbed my uh, sunglasses, and they just fell apart. One of the arms just fell right off of them. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I've had these for about six months. So I go to Vision Success. And uh, I had gone there the other day and, and gotten new frames and new uh, new lenses. It cost me under 100 bucks to do all of that. And then I had a little, you know, I got a little bit of uh, coverage as far as uh, vision insurance goes. So save a little money there. So I take these back and I said, hey, I got a problem here. And I show this to the lady and the lady looks at me and she goes, yeah. Uh, we got a year's guarantee on these, Mr. Ellswick. Uh, just go have a seat, and we'll be with you in about uh, 20 minutes. And I saw her getting down in the cabinet and, and going through the cabinet and looking for frames. And I went and sat down, and about eight minutes later, they come up to me, and they go, uh, here's your new glasses. And they had took the the lenses that I had and put in a brand-new pair of frames like my previous frames were and i walked out of there with the glasses working just absolutely fine fitting me absolutely fine nice and tight to like the way i like them uh, look like the old ray bands that we used to wear back in the late 60s and through the 70s and uh, had my sunglasses back because my eyes are sensitive to the light. I mean, I, I wear sunglasses all the time when I'm outside, even when, you know, there's clouds in the sky and things of that nature, because it hurts my eyes if I don't. And, man, great, great service. And they're not paying for this, by the way. I'm just telling you. You know, when I get good service, I always tell you. And, uh, you know, I've had, uh, when I have my eyes uh, examined and all of that, you know, for between that and getting the, the glasses and the frames and you know the lenses, the whole nine yards, I'm probably playing. I'm playing, paying well. Excuse me, paying well under two hundred bucks. That's fantastic. I mean, I know people who buy frames for their glasses and they're three hundred bucks. Think they need to have their head checked, maybe by that guy that's going to be on Carrie's show. But uh, other than that. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't spend big money on uh, on, on glasses. You know that that's something. I don't know. I don't know, Heidi, if you've been involved in that or not. You know, people get tied up in in the you know the jeans they wear and and what kind of clothes that people wear and and all of that stuff. I've never gotten you know wanted to be the guy. That is so, you know, that's all dressed up in the cool stuff, you know, spending the big bucks for a pair of jeans or, you know, as I was growing up, the big thing was getting those shoes that you really wanted, you know, 
getting some Michael Jordan or something. I, I didn't. I, I was good enough and, and and had enough figured out uh, from my dad and and uh, from the Bible that that's not where my worth was at. And it, uh, I never, you know, it didn't matter to me if I didn't have the latest fashions or the the latest car, uh, as far as that goes. So just something to keep in mind because that kind of stuff that can eat up your savings really really fast all right what's going on out there on this raid well in the hours since president trump uh, announced that his uh, southern white house had been raided by the fbi details on how the federal operation against the former president came to be were scant didn't have very many and still don't have very many it's ridiculous uh, had the uh, briefing yesterday for the president's office. Well, we're just not going to talk about that right now. You know, when you say things like that, you know what that makes me think of? They're hiding something. That's the first thing that runs through my mind when somebody says, well, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to take any questions on that. Uh, what about the DOJ? They were involved with it uh, very closely. Well, they're not going to talk about it. Well, what about uh, the FBI? Well, we're not going to talk about it because it's an ongoing investigation. I'm sure you've heard that many a time. I know you have if you've listened to my show. But the bottom line, when they're not telling you things, when they're not being transparent, call me a cynic, but I believe they do like that because they got something to hide. All right, let's get to the news, and we'll be back on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show and going over a lot of the stuff that has happened or has not happened over the last, uh, you know, few hours. I mean, look, DOJ is quiet. FBI is quiet. White House administration is quiet. Nobody is uh, talking about anything. Nobody's sharing anything about why this happened. Uh, we're going by a lot of hearsay that's out there right now, and we'll talk a little bit that uh, that as we go on here this morning. Right now, I want to talk about ICU protection, why you should sign up with them. I did. I did it several months ago now. It's been fantastic sailing ever since I had a, a, a system put in by ICU. I've got uh, door and window uh, uh, sensors on all my doors and windows in the house now i've got cameras on the uh, you know the doorbell so i can see out in and of some of the front yard and then i have another one that's on my house and allows me to see one full side of my house it just covers everything in fact it covers it all the way down uh to the the street that runs in front of my house which is down a hill and probably a good I don't know, 35 yards. Nice job. Very clean picture. Not like the old, uh, you know, cameras used to have for, um, you know, security. These are great cameras. Uh, 1080p look like, you know, the picture that you have on your television uh, for uh, direct TV, dish TV, whatever. Just looks really, really good. And, uh, you know, I'm very, very happy with what they're doing because I didn't have to pay for any of that hardware. Not not a piece, not a drachma, didn't pick any, didn't pay anything for, didn't, pay, didn't have to pay European Union money or anything. 
Uh, bottom line was they uh, they came out, put all that on. That became mine. I signed a contract uh, to uh, let ICU do my protection for my home, do my security, and I pay for the monthly service charge, which is under, uh, from what I can tell, just about everybody else's service charge. And if they're if if with it's under the service charge, and they're not charging for the equipment, the other places are charging for the equipment. You know, you're you're expected to pony up four or five hundred dollars right off the bat. Right off the bat, don't have to do that with ICU. What I'd like you to do, call Billy Mack up and ask him. You know how he can uh, help you and help you with uh, your security needs, whether it's for your home or for your business. He does both of them. Remember, these are the guys that uh, do all of the uh, security for uh, Nuke One, and uh, if they can do that, they can do your house. Pay for the service and not for the hardware. Call Billy Mac today. Do it Do it uh, here after 8 o'clock. 501-205-1313. Easy number to remember. 501-205-1313. That's Billy Mac and ICU Protection. All right, Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get back to talking about uh, this raid. Oh, wait. Is there another word I should should I call the the the, uh, the the Arkansas Democrat Party and ask him what word I should be using instead of raid? Because the Democrats they've been saying don't call it a raid. Well, what is it? What was it that occurred just the other day on Monday? You know when people storm a house when they walk in fully armed. When they uh, tell uh, people get the lawyers out of the house, uh, or I get get, get the, you can't be here. Get out now. Get out, and they go through all the rooms of the house, not not just where you would expect uh, them to go to look for, you know, some documents that are missing. Because that was what this all what we were told was all about. Uh, they said it was a archival thing. Uh, going on, uh, even Obama got it in, into it with the, the National Archives. Uh, but why do you? Why are you taking the letter that was written by Obama and left in the, uh, the president's desk in the Oval Office? That's something they've been doing for centuries, and uh, they took that. Uh, they took the letter. From Un over in Korea and, and all of that. It sounds to me, sounds to me, looks to me, smells to like me. And if you step in it, it'll look like it as well. Uh, that uh, this is just uh, BS. And they're out doing a fishing ex- expedition. They're seeing what they what they can find. Look, they can be looking and get a... Get a search warrant, and we'll talk a little bit about the judge on that, too. But uh, you can get a search warrant, and you say, we're looking for this and this and this and this and this. But if they happen to come across something like that, they can take that, too. And uh, don't you know, if they found some things that's in that material... And they might even think that it might be there, and that's what they're doing is throwing up a smoke screen saying that they're looking for certain items, and they could give a rat's uh, if they find those, but they're looking for 
what they call um, affectionately in the biz smoking guns that that maybe they can give give to the J6 hearing or whatever they can do that that's legal if you happen to find that stuff uh, just while you're out there looking for the other stuff well your mistake that you left it out where we could find it so keep that in mind that's something to think about I dropped a piece of paper. Had to go get it. But anyway, you know, you want to be able to, you know, take that and give it to, you know, it, it, it would end up in somebody's hands who would say, you know, I bet you such and such. I bet you Liz Cheney would like to have this, you know, and suddenly it ends up in her hands. Hey, Liz, what's happening? I get, Look what I found. Uh, anyway, just know that that's probably for sure going on as well so evidently when a when a president leaves the white house now i granted i'm no no scholar on this but from what i've read and from the people that i've talked to what i've been told is uh the president may hold on to special uh, papers and stuff that they want and as long as it's not like top secret or super top secret or, you know, cross your fingers and cross your eyes top secret, then, uh, you know, you get to keep them. But the archives are supposed to get all the really important stuff so that they can have it for prosperity for you so that you can see them, you know, 100 years or 200 years down the road. You know, like the Kennedy assassination stuff. <laughs> We're still waiting to see all of that. Haven't seen all of that yet. Uh, just know you won't be alive when it becomes available uh, to be looked at. So, you know, <coughs> the archives. And uh, they want to make sure that he doesn't have things that he's not supposed to be able to keep, which I find really weird just kind of strange that a museum basically can can cause so many problems for so many people but anyway let's talk a little bit about the judge because he comes into this too because you got to find a judge to sign the search warrant right well any good lawyer will tell you i mean like when i have robert on or i have chris on uh they will let you know as far as search warrants go uh, you can always find somebody that will take care of of uh, your uh, case. All right, they can always they can always find that uh, find that person. So when they went out to get this search warrant, this is the this is the judge that they went and uh, and went to see. Uh, his name is Reinhardt. That's his last name, and. Uh, He's the, he's the man that they uh, they they went to, to talk to, and he signed off on this. Uh, Bruce Reinhardt, magistrate judge for the Southern District of Florida. So I didn't do this background information. It was done by all kinds of news organizations. Uh, you know, I got some stuff here from Town Hall, which, by the way, is owned by Salem Communications, who, by the way, own 1011 FM, The Answer. Uh, Reinhardt's resume includes previously quitting his job with the U.S. Attorney's Office. 
No big deal about that. People quit jobs all the time. However, at the time, they were prosecuting crimes committed by Jeffrey Epstein. Remember the uh, pedophile scum bucket that we mentioned earlier? Uh, well, that's uh, that's who you know what he was working on. In he did this to start a private practice. Then, when he started his private pra- practice, who did he represent? Hmm, who did he represent? Good question. Heidi, this guy represented the people who worked for Jeffrey Epstein against the government to keep these people from being... And everybody deserves a lawyer. Don't get me wrong. Everybody deserves a legal defense. But he quit his job as a U.S. attorney to start his own private practice. And the people that he picked up to represent were the people who got swept up in uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, bad behavior. That negative uh, intrigue, what, by the way, was reported by the Miami Herald. Let me just read what it says. It says, on October 23, 2007, as federal prosecutors in South Florida were in the midst of tense negotiations to finalize a plea deal with accused sex tra- trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, a senior prosecutor in their office quietly laying out plans to leave the U.S. Attorney's Office after 11 years. And that was Reinhardt. I remember when we covered this story. On that day, as emails were flying between Epstein's lawyers and federal prosecutors, Bruce E. Reinhardt, now a federal magistrate, opened a limited liability company in Florida that established what would become his new criminal defense practice. The stated address, according to Florida State Corporate Records, 250 South Australian Avenue, Suite 1400. It was the same location and identical suite number as that of Epstein's lead attorney, Jack Goldberger. By the end of that year, Reinhardt had resigned his post in the Southern District of Florida, Within days on January 2nd, 2008, he was hired to represent several of Epstein's accused accomplices who, uh, you know, Reinhardt uh, was going to work for. And uh, so he switched from working for the government and prosecuting uh, Jeffrey Epstein and his associates for sex trafficking to representing Jeffrey Epstein's employees accused of sex trafficking against the government, a successful effort that saw many of his clients get found not guilty? Oh, no. No, it wasn't that. They got immunity. How about that? How about how that works, huh? They got immunity for trafficking underage girls. Among the Epstein employees Reinhardt represented were his scheduler, pilot, and a woman Epstein once referred to as his, quote, Yugoslavian sex slave, unquote, that according to the New York Post. Adding to the questionable reputation for Judge Reinhardt are his political campaign donations Per his FEC records, Reinhardt donated $1,000 to Barack Obama in uh, 2008. Hmm. 
interesting there as well. So uh, not uh, the most uh, stand-up guy in the world of uh, the legal uh, profession. All right, we've got about 10 minutes until 7. Got to get a break in. Let's do that. Don't forget today uh, what's going on. I told you about this about a month ago. Kind of mentioned it. Now I can, I can come out and tell you right on. Uh, that uh, over at the Mobile Zone Mart, at 8701 Maumel Boulevard in North Little Rock, from 1 until 3 o'clock today, Americans for Prosperity are going to be there, and you will only pay for your gas what you would have paid for it a year ago. It's a good deal. You're going to save a lot of money, over a dollar, and uh, when you when you fill up. So remember that. That's from 1 to 3 this afternoon at the Mobile Zone Mart, 8701 Maumel Boulevard in North Little Rock. All right, let's see who we got that I want to talk about right now. I'm, I'm, I just tell you what I'm going to talk about my good buddy at David Lucas. All right, I want to get him here because I I misplaced my list, Heidi. That's pretty hard to do. I'm going to tell you, Heidi tries as hard as she can to keep me on track. She puts my list right here in front of me. And somehow I've moved it, <laughs> and I don't have it. But I know we're going to talk about David Lucas, so I'll just flip it if I'm wrong. Uh, David Lucas Financial is out to help you uh, buy gold and silver because they know it's not easy to buy gold and silver. There's a lot of things and hoops you got to jump through. you got to make a lot of decisions. Do you want certificates? Do you want the actual gold? You know, if you want the actual gold, where are you going to store it? All of those kinds of things. But David Lucas will tell you having uh, gold and uh, silver, precious metals, in your uh, nest egg is a good way to protect your nest egg against inflation. So give them a call. Let them run you through this so they can teach you how to how to mitigate uh, the directions that you got to go through. You take a left here and a right there, and now you can go down this straightaway as fast as you want. 501-222-3315 is the local number 501-222-3315 learn more about buying silver and gold call the folks at david lucas financial investment advisory services are offered through david lucas financial an arkansas registered investment advisor all right let's uh, finish up this hour don't forget we got congressman hill coming up after the news he's on his way he'll be joining us in studio today so if you want to watch it on facebook it'll be there live and you can watch it uh at your leisure uh, how about the russian hoaxer that was out there that was doing all that uh you know bs during the election well among the giddy enthusiasm for Democrat lawmakers and mainstream pundits that President Trump's Palm Beach, Florida state had been raided by the FBI on Monday, well, there's a familiar face now in the Democrats' election rigging crew that piped up to share his thoughts on media coverage of the unprecedented search of the former president's home. Uh, this is a story from Town Hall yesterday. Mark Elias, architect of the Russia collusion hoax, who hired Fusion GPS to produce the fake uh, dossier about President Trump, which led to illegal FISA warrants against Trump campaign officials and a lengthy special counsel 
uh, investigation and uh, noted attempter of election rigging claimed that the media, quote, this is a quote now, the media is missing the really, really big reason why the raid today is a potential blockbuster in American politics, unquote. And then he spilled the beans on what was really the motivation behind the raid. Here's what he said. Uh, this tweet included a screenshot of federal law addressing the handling of federal records and reports, specifically a section, emphasis his, on concealment, removal, and mutilation highlighted by Elias. Quote, whoever having the custody of any such record, proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing, willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years, or both, and shall, and I'm quoting here, shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. As used in this subsection, the term office does not include the office held by any person as a retired officer of the armed forces of the United States. So there it is. Now you know. I mean, look, it takes a hacker to know a hacker. It takes a criminal to know criminals. And this guy's a criminal, and he knows criminals. And he says, uh, as uh, Molly Hemingway noted, the guy who created the Russian collusion hoax in 16 orchestrated the widespread coordinated campaign to change election laws. And on top of that, you know, all the processes in 2020 admits this is about the regime rigging yet another election. You heard it here first. All right, we'll take the break, then we'll be back with Congressman Hill on the Dave Ellswick Show. Congressman French Hill is here in the studio. We're glad to have him here. He escaped from, uh, you know, uh, the world of Oz to come <laughs> back to uh, normalcy here in the state of Arkansas. Does it feel, how long have you been back? 
was back all last week, and boy, it was good to sleep in my own bed and be out in the county. Spent time in Saline County and Faulkner County last week, and it's just been good to get out and see people. Go to went to the Bryant Rotary Club meeting, went to the Little Rock Rotary Club meeting, just hear what people are talking about, what's on their mind. And well, let know, me let me guess. Yeah, inflation number one. All right, number one thing. Uh, what else might they be talking about? Mm, uh, well. If you went today, probably about what happened in Florida. Big time. All right. Uh, mayor's race in Little Rock. Oh, yeah. By Crime. The way, don't forget, 9 o'clock, Jimmy Cavan's going to be with me, my FOI guy. And you're not going to believe what he's dug up. And these are documents from his administration. About Let's see. He's traveled buying meals and all that, but about $80,000 in a year. Yeah, well, uh, I think and what's at the center of that is public safety, and so I hear that. And uh, and then confusion, because uh, we still have millions of job openings and millions of help-wanted signs. So it is, it is the first time people have seen this kind of economics. And you and I haven't really seen this economics, because we saw stagflation. Yeah, we but know I how people wanted a job. Right, and we went through those uh, sharp uh, recessions. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have as robust employment. So those are the things people are talking about big time. Well, let me just – I can show you this. I've got to find it here. Yeah, here's a big story uh, that came from uh, my folks at uh, – um, which one is this one? Man, I don't care. Anyway, what's the first word in that paragraph? Can you see it? Stagflation. <laughs> yep. I've been talking about this for months. You can see this coming like a train at the end of the tunnel. Right. Everything that uh, – and uh, Amity Schles, the great conservative uh, historian, I wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal two weeks ago exactly on this point because it's a combination of government-led mistakes, government-led mistakes, mm-hmm. both at the Federal Reserve and printing too much money and leaving uh, the situation too loose for too long, and then unlimited spending with no governor on it, no plan by both, I will say – coming out of care the cares uh, process during the trump administration we didn't know what was going to happen and on a bipartisan basis we appropriated some five trillion dollars uh we called a lot of that back at the end of the year saying we didn't need it anymore our kids were back in school people were back at work but then joe biden came into office and doubled down on bad in two ways one rescue Two trillion infrastructure. Two trillion. Now we're going to go back to Washington tomorrow and vote on another seven hundred billion, three quarters of a trillion of uh, bad policies that do two things: one, drunken sailor spending, which I talk about all the time, sure. but constraining supply by more regulations, making inflation worse through price controls and limits on people getting back to work. Uh, I just can't wait to meet my personal IRS agent. Yeah, it's really going to be cool. Uh, you know, can you believe that the FTEs, that's my favorite. I'm an old HR guy, you know, uh-huh. in private business. The FTEs I looked up in 2021 were 776,000 IRS personnel. Total. That's mm-hmm. the HR department, the people who write the rules. And we're proposing to add 87,000 agents. Right. Hell, there's there's only a, the Forbes 400. I mean, the billion, <laughs> <laughs> the billionaires, the billionaires could have like a whole team. Yeah. But no, this is coming for you and me. It's coming for farmers. It's coming for anybody with a pass through business. And that deal about looking for six hundred dollars 
back and build back better, mm-hmm. the in and out of your checking account, it's coming. Because this is the exact same proposal that was in Build Back Better, precisely. So, so why do you think Manchin went with this? I mean, he stood he stood staunch for like a year, and then all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know. I I always make a joke that they got pictures of him with with goats or something. But the the bottom line is, suddenly this is the same same that he voted against now or wouldn't vote for, and now he's going to vote for it because they lowered it just a little bit. Uh, it, it's a mystery to me because he had a 65% approval rating. He's a two-term Democratic governor of West Virginia. He's a Democrat, but people know he's a, con, you know, uh, a conservative, conservative-leaning Democrat. Yeah. And so he just destroyed his brand and ended his leverage. So it's really the opposite of what you'd want to do if you were in the catbird seat. I there. would think so. So I, I don't know what got to him, and I don't know about the photos, uh, and I feel the same <laughs> way about I feel the same way about Kirsten Cinema, yeah, from Arizona, who is more of a iconoclastic uh, uh, kind of uh, maverick to quote John McCain type yeah. personality, and both of them now have really damaged their brands. Well, just the way John McCain did. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, when you have that leverage and you're an independent, uh, you better use it judiciously because it is something that puts you in the center of every debate uh, until you uh, cave. Yeah, I wonder. I think Manchin, I think he wasn't expecting that, and I don't think he liked it because he was always being asked this and that. And now, and then cinema had started, and she got done with it as fast as she could. Well, I call it the Inflation Production Act, not the Inflation Reduction Act. Well, that's Act. the truth. It's the truth. It's not going to do anything to knock inflation down. No, in we'll fact, find that out in hearing about uh, how long? About twenty minutes now. Yeah, we'll you're going to new yeah, CPI. You're constraining. You're constraining supply in this bill. You're doing price fixing, which does nothing but skew prices and raise prices for other people. Uh, you're misallocating resources in this Green New Deal where the market is not ready. Mm-hmm. So that's a Chinese kind of a thing. Yeah, This is like a Belt and Road special because you're taking government money from the taxpayers and skewing uh, market forces. And uh, that is the same thing we did in the CHIPS bill last week. And these are these are industrial policies that – Usually don't end up well. They usually, in, in 15 years, we'll be writing articles like we wrote about Solyndra during the 08 uh, to 10. <laughs> that was a great deal, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Remember those those chandeliers that they had there? In yeah, the, but in I mean, I imagine a bunch of Democrats named their kids Solyndra that year. They were so happy about it. <laughs> they were. They really were. All right. Well, let, let's talk about what's happened to the former president. Yeah. Uh, if Trump was teetering on whether he was going to run again i think this just added jet fuel to his tank and there's no doubt in my mind now he'll run yeah well uh only he can make that decision but i'll tell you what it does is it does two things one it unites the republican base and two it just reinforces the beltway hypocrisy Mm mm-hmm uh, and reinforces Trump's own uh, feelings that we've all seen now for five years of a personal uh, crusade against him by the establishment media, uh, no matter what the topic. And the same people who brought you Russiagate, which has been completely discredited and debunked, have brought you this. And yet 
my deal is always consistency. I always look for consistency. Right. And I hate hypocrisy. And we don't prosecute Hillary Clinton. We don't prosecute Sandy Berger. Also for uh, potentially holding records they shouldn't have in a personal location. And the lawyer said they were completely cooperating. Yeah. Uh, on any records that President Trump took from the White House down to Mar-a-Lago that should be, quote, unquote, at the archives. So, you know, I, I didn't realize that Obama had fights with the archives. Yeah. This is not uncommon. I mean, uh, the bottom line is this is a very common situation for presidents to argue about turning their records over to NARA, which is the National Archives and Records Administration. Uh, I've seen it in every administration. And so uh, to do this and criminalize it and have an FBI raid uh, is just over the top. But, Dave, I'll tell you, you know, when I was a banker here in Little Rock, a community banker, I had two very close friends and who were both raided by the FBI, embarrassed in front of their employees, had all their records and computers taken out of their office, had both were for uh, current legal disputes with the federal government. One was a guarantee on a small business loan, uh-huh. and the other was on a pricing dispute in a regulated uh, telecommunications industry. And instead of just letting the uh, case take the course, the FBI came in with guns drawn and raided those offices. Both were exonerated three years later and never got a letter of apology. Well, I'm glad President Trump wasn't there because they'd probably waited and got him out there in his underwear. I'm just saying, this is the way that the FBI works anymore. Yeah. And it's just over the top. And the decision who makes that is, you know, that local judge or that local U.S. attorney. Yeah, we just got done talking it. about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Reinhardt, and yeah. Bad guy. With a, you know, yeah, with a, with he a, is. He's an activist judge with a Democratic donor record. And uh, that's who they go to get uh, issue the, the subpoena or the search warrant uh, as required. And well, this is a guy that was trying to get that scum bucket uh, Epstein and then left the federal government opened a private practice and began defending Epstein Associates from going to jail over sex trafficking. Real source of credibility. Yeah, he really is. He definitely is. All right, let's take a break. It's 17 after 7. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. The congressman is in the house. Congressman Westerman will not be with us today. He is traveling. So uh, we will uh, pick up uh, another topic in the next half hour. Let me remind you to uh, head over there to North Little Rock uh, to the mobile and uh, fill up your tank today. The folks from Americans for Prosperity are there, and they're going to give you a great deal on a gallon of gas. It's, they're going to—they're only going to charge you what you would have paid last year for it. And show it's a you pretty that, good deal. Yeah, it I'm is going out to fill up this afternoon. Yeah, you should. It's a good time to go over and, and get yourself and save yourself some money. That's happening, uh, and you want to get over and, and visit with them. I'm Dave Ellswick. We're back in a moment. Talk more. I need to tell you about PI Roofing. Uh, they came out to my house. They took care of my roof. They had a little problem with it. Uh, they came out and looked at it and said, "Yeah, those shingles don't look right, Dave." So they climbed up on the. The, uh, the the roof. Now, I got angry at the guy who did the business, but I, not because he wasn't doing a good job. It was thundering and lightning in the distance. And I don't know how far the lightning was away. It couldn't have been more than maybe a mile or two. Lightning can travel like six miles. If you can see it and you can hear it, uh, you don't want to be out <laughs> in it. And he was out in it, and I was saying, get down <laughs> off the roof. Anyway, he got off for a while, and it stopped 
doing that, and he got up and finished it up. Did a good job. Looks uh, looks fine. P.I. Roofing will be coming by to make sure that his work is absolutely impeccable. That's P.I. Roofing. Call him 501-707-3551. Or online, piroofing.com. There's still other things going on about former President Trump. He just lost a court case up in New York. Now, he can he can appeal this, but they're going to they, they've said that some judge has now said that uh, he can't protect his tax records. Yeah, I've got a problem with this because this is a, a loophole in the back in the 1920s in the tax reform law back then that allowed Congress to have access to an individual tax return. Now, think about that. Even in a. <laughs> 1920s context. It's because Wisconsin back then was the progressive uh, open record state, and they argued for this because in, in Wisconsin in 1920, your tax records were public. You actually filed a public tax record <laughs> as a way for total transparency. Okay. All right. Flash forward 100 years, this loophole is, is allowing uh, people to try to uh, look at President Trump's tax records for legislative reasons. In other words, a congressional prerogative. But the problem is there's no way to keep that confidential or private. And the original statute said they were. So I think this is going to be another chapter in the attempt by Congress to, you know, uh, humiliate uh, President Trump. And again, by the way, what, this has nothing to do with being president. No. These are his tax records before he was president. Right. But they're going to attack him anyway. Yeah. They, look, they attacked him before he became president, while he was running to be president, while he was president, and now after he's president. Yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of crazy. Well, we know uh, in a couple of years now where we're going to go for the national convention. We're going to go to Milwaukee. How do you feel about that? Milwaukee's great in the summertime. I thought Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville. That's true. Yeah, let me tell you, I've survived Tampa. Uh, yeah, that so was hot. That was hot. So uh, I think uh, going to Milwaukee sounds good right in the heart of a swing state right in the heart of one of the most important presidential states and uh, it'll be exciting Uh, 2024 is going to be an exciting presidential election and uh, to me it feels a lot like 1980 dave because of the just uh, destruction of the democratic party and the economic conditions we're under so it's uh, exciting you've been listening to my show hey i'm for your show (laughs) i listen to your show and I, I think it's, it's uh, you know, who's on the bench on the Democratic side? If there is nobody. There's no bench. If President Trump doesn't w- run, we have an extraordinary bench of people between 40 and 65 years old. Yep. Big time. Ready. 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 Experienced. Fired up. Uh, including some very successful governors, including our young governor that I served with in Florida. You were just saying to me about Sarah that she's just going to be 40 years old on this weekend. Uh, that's right? Happy birthday, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's turning 40 this weekend. God. No, but this is a, I feel like an old man. You well, know just, well, you're not. You're not. I, I just want to tell you, it's generational change. And when I look at the Republican Party, I see tremendous talent at the presidential level competitive presidential level of of folks between 40 and 60 years old. I see none of that on the Democratic side. They have nobody. I see progressive, far-left people, some of the governors, uh, that are not successful and don't have a way to unite the country. Uh, Center-right people, our independent voters and our Republican voters can elect a president of this country. We have many, many times. Uh, And so I'm, I'm excited about our bench 
and excited about what might happen in 2020. Yeah, it's it's good here in the state of Arkansas. It's good nationally as well. And uh, I see nothing but good things. Maybe clear sailing a little bit. <laughs> I never say completely because you no. never know what's going to jump up and no, bite No, plus you. we're experts at screwing things up here. They work at it. <laughs> they work at it. The, the, the National Republican Party works at it sometimes. Yeah, but, you know, the success of our parties and the success of our country is by people working in local areas. I'm a huge believer in not federalizing every dang problem in society. You want a better police force? Don't come up to Congress and complain about it. Why don't you go elect the mayor and city council that can produce the police force that makes you feel good? Yeah, about that the means a change in Little Rock. But that, that belays the point. Yeah, but I mean, over and over <laughs> again, people go, hey, why don't you guys do something about this? And I say, hey, the best government in America is local government. The closest government is always the best government. Right. I mean, Jefferson would agree with what we're 100%. talking about right now. All right, with, with that in mind, what's your thoughts about uh, here in, in the state? Do you think uh, um, Senator Alan Clark told me about four weeks ago, he was on the show, and he said that next year when we get uh, the general assembly together that he believes it will be the most conservative general assembly ever to be seated in the state of arkansas would you agree with that i would and this has been a uh, a uh, effort 10 years in the making going back to 2010 and 2012 particularly and also uh, under with uh, a republican governor uh, working towards consensus for the conservative agenda has been uh, pretty successful i think over the last eight years here and we're going to have a very conservative free market uh, voice in sarah huckabee sanders who i definitely support for governor and and think she'll be overwhelmingly elected in this state and she'll again work with the most conservative general assembly this gives her a real opportunity and i urge her to outline a program that can uh, get support in that general assembly and move the state forward in the things that she wants to emphasize, things like improving workforce and education, something Arkansas struggle with uh, its entire existence. But we have uh, a state that has the resources now, and I think the educational institutions now, and the desire to make those changes. And so that's why I'm excited about her future administration. I think education is going to be one of the big areas that's going to change in Arkansas next year. You know, we had... Um, such tiptoe progress by her father, Mike Huckabee, who introduced the essential idea of school choice Mm -hmm. in the state. And I just see now when I talk about school choice in this district, people are talking to me about it. I'm not explaining it. They're telling me how they want it and how it's benefited their family and their uh, community. And so that's a key way, I think, to improve education. And then a workforce. Not every kid's going to college. And, and we have let those kids down since the 1980s in Arkansas, and we have a real chance. Now, we've laid the groundwork Yeah, in Saline County, Pulaski County, for alternatives to college uh, so that kids get ready to work the second they get out of high school. And that's in – in one of my counties, that's 50 percent of the kids don't go on to higher education. And so we've got to be focused on them. And I think Sarah Huckabee will make workforce a real priority. I got 45 seconds. You're going. To go, you're heading back to Congress for Friday. So my question is, is that I'm hearing that there's a lot of Democrats that are starting to waffle some on this uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Are you hearing that? 
I've heard rumor of it. We're going to spend three hours debating on the House floor to encourage it. It's the Inflation Production Act. The Wharton School at Pennsylvania says it will not lower inflation. Bernie Sanders says it won't lower inflation. Chris Kuhn says it might not lower inflation for years. Let's recognize what this is. It's a price control bill that will increase inflation. All right. Congressman, thanks for the time. We appreciate you. Get back to work, and we'll see you the next time you come by. Thanks to the congressman for coming by today. Uh, Congressman Westerman cannot make it today. He is in transit, as they like to say. So that means he's up in the air somewhere uh, doing business elsewhere uh, than the state of Arkansas. And uh, he'll be doing that again next Wednesday. So uh, we'll miss him for the next two weeks, and then he'll be back on with us again. Uh, middle of August. Uh, great story here. I kind of showed this to uh, the congressman uh, while I was uh, had him in the studio. And this is dealing with, as Americans reel from stagflation, Manchin pitches tax hikes by, uh, and this is a story by Preston Bashers uh, from the uh, Tribune News Service, says stagflation is here. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He says it is here. Inflation notched a fresh 40-year high of 9.1% in June, and the economy shrank in the first and second quarters of the year. Yet Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer are charging forward with a plan to slap businesses and individuals with more taxes while there's no good time to raise taxes, doing so in a down economy would be especially counterproductive. And my question for Senator Manchin, if I could get him on, and that's not going to happen, I'm sure, I'll, uh, I'll put out a feeler about that. But uh, he made the statement that uh, the reason that uh, he didn't vote on this last uh, Build Back Better bill that they wanted to do was that he had learned from uh, the bill that they passed before that and saw inflation take off. I don't know why he thinks that inflation is not going to happen again with this particular bill here, this whole Inflation Reduction Act that they've got ready to go. He says it's a disappointing flip-flop from Manchin, who only a couple of weeks ago shot down the idea of raising taxes on Americans without seeing data that shows inflation will do the same. And it's not going to do the same. I mean, this Wharton School of Business uh, has made the statement that that is just not going to happen. Uh, Inflation, if it does come down, is going to come down so negligible you're not even going to basically uh, feel it. On July 15th, Manchin told West Virginia radio host Hoppy uh, Kerchival, quote, inflation is absolutely killing many, many people. Can't we wait to make sure that we do nothing to add to that? And I can't make that decision on taxes of any type without seeing a drop in uh, inflation. So that's, you know, that's what he's what he's saying that he's seeing right now and what he believes what he said at that time he believed. But his vote to uh, forward this inflation uh, reduction bill or act is uh, is counterproductive to what he's talking about here. It's just the opposite 
of uh, of what he's talking about. So uh, we're going we're going to do some uh, talking about that as we go as far as that's concerned. Let me remind you. There's one thing I really wanted to remind you about, and that's going to be. Uh, uh, um, the thing that's going to happen here dealing uh, with Americans for Prosperity, uh, they're, they're going to have gas at $2.38 a gallon starting at 1 o'clock today for one hour or for two hours, two hours only at the Mobile Zone Mart at 8701 Maumel Boulevard in North Little Rock. You can save yourself some money. Uh, you're going to save pretty close to a dollar, in fact, uh, a gallon. The price is going to drop to $2.38 per gallon between 1 and 3 at the Mobile Zone Mart at 8701 Maumel Boulevard in North uh, Little Rock. Okay. Oh, okay. So Bruce is traveling next week. He's here. Congressman, how you doing? You're doing great, Dave. Good, oh. to, good to be with you. Yeah, I had that you were going to be traveling this weekend, week and next week. Uh, I think we had a staff uh, miscommunication on that one, but I am scheduled to be traveling next week. But I, uh, I'm I'm traveling today, but I'm in Arkansas, so uh, good I'm on an airplane, so it makes it easier. Okay, good. I'm glad that you're with us today because, you know, the big story, of course, is what happened to former President Trump uh, here on Monday. And the, the big, uh, although the, the the Democrats don't want me to say this, the raid that happened down in Florida. Uh, what's your feelings on all of that? What's going on with this? It's, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, it, it is crazy. And I don't say this lightly, but I think nothing short of the integrity of the Justice Department and the FBI are at stake right here. Uh, Merrick Garland and the director of the FBI should have had a press conference yesterday. Um, Speaker Pelosi needs to immediately be calling for an oversight hearing. They, they, the, the burden of proof is on the government. They need to explain to the American people why they would go into a former president's house and, and raid his records like that. Um, this is very serious. If it can, obviously, if it can happen to uh, a former president, it can happen to any other American citizen, and that is not how the justice system in this country was built. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is really a, bad. They got a valid. Yeah, maybe they've got a a valid reason. I doubt it, but they should be on TV in front of the press answering questions as to why they felt it necessary to go in and raid a former president's house. Um, and, again, the, the, the clock is ticking, and it's way past time they explain their actions. Well, some of the things that we found out, they told the lawyers that were there to get out. They, they told them to leave the premises. I guess you can tell them that, but they don't have to leave because you can have whoever you want to have in your house. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I'm not a lawyer, but I know this stinks to high heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an Arkansan way of, 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 of being underspeak. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, that's true. It really is. I mean, it's amazing what they're trying to do. How do you feel about people who are saying that this goes all the way up to the presidency, that Biden knew this was happening? I don't know if there's any way to ever prove that, 
But I got to believe that the the DOJ getting involved with this and and Garrett being involved in it, that the president had to know about it. Yeah, we need to know that. Uh, That's why they need to come clean. They need to uh, answer the questions that the American people want to know. Uh, I've been out in my district this week, and uh, people are fired up about this. Um, it's uh, I don't I think they underestimate how angry folks are about it and on top of that the same week they're going to vote to put 87,000 more IRS, uh-huh. IRS agents uh, on the tab um, and as you know um, a lot of these IRS agents are now armed yeah so, that's uh, right uh, you know, people who are suspicious of the government, they see an action like this and see them hire 87,000 IRS agents in the same week. Uh, it's raising the ire of a lot of people. Well, it's, it's raising my ire. <laughs> and rightly so. I mean, seriously. Now, they're calling you back into session again on Friday, correct? Yeah, I've got to fly up there Friday to vote against this piece of junk that they put out. Um You know, Dave, this is a reconciliation bill. There are two things you can address in a reconciliation bill. It's taxes or spending, or taxes and spending, and you've got a binary choice. You can raise taxes or lower taxes. You can spend more money or save money. Uh, You know exactly what the Democrats are choosing. They're going to tax the American people, and they're going to spend more money. That is the only thing you can do in a reconciliation bill. If you try to put policy in place, then uh, you violate the rules of a policy that's not tax or spending. You violate the rules of reconciliation. So anything they say they're going to do with this bill, remember, the only thing they're doing is raising taxes and sending more money to an incompetent administration that's proven uh, they can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, So it's horrible. There's nothing good that's going to come out of this bill. They're simply giving the administration more money, no policy changes. They're not going to do anything other than continue to mismanage our country. As people find out more and more about this bill, the more, more and more they don't like it. And there are there are Democrats in the House side now that are sound to me that they're starting to waver. Is there enough that are wavering that would vote against this bill? To put this to, to stop putting, it, we're putting a full court press on them, and um, you know, this is what people have to realize that it's been happening since before the last midterm election. Is um, we're running TV ads in districts of of Democrats that are um, probably going to get beat this time. That's why you've seen uh, over thirty of them take retirement. And uh, because we've been diligent in raising money and putting a strategy together, um, a lot of these Democrats are getting pounded in their districts right now uh, just by telling the truth. That's what uh, Tom Emmer, who's the chairman of the, the NRCC, he says, the only thing I'm going to tell about the Democrats is the truth. Um, and that's all he puts out in the ads is he tells exactly what they're doing uh, with the, the bills that they um, – they support and the votes that they take. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're they're going to take this vote at their own political peril uh, because I, I can't imagine the American people supporting this when they understand 
there's, um, you know, the, the administration can already hire 87,000 IRS agents. The problem is they don't have money to hire them. So now the Democrats in Congress are going to give them the money to hire the 87,000 agents. There's nothing that they're saying that the administration will do because of this legislation that they can't already do other than uh, raise taxes and have the money to spend to do the, the programs they want. There are no policy changes or authorizations in this bill, else it wouldn't be reconciliation. So don't think this is some, uh, you know, they're claiming it's going to save the planet. Well, it doesn't give the administration any new authority to do anything other than spend money the same way they've been spending it now. And think about the trillions of dollars that this Democrat Congress has given the Biden administration and think of how utterly horrible they've managed it. I got you. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, finish it up. Congressman Bruce Westerman got a little surprise with him today. We thought we weren't going to have him this this morning, and he's here. It's good to talk to him. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about things going on a little closer to the ground here in Arkansas. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show, don't forget about East End Towing, what's going on with them. Uh, what do you do with a broken-down car? What can happen to your broken-down car? I mean, what, what do you ask about make sure happens for you you want to make sure after you make that 911 call what's going to be the process and is it going to be followed that's why you want to call east end towing because no matter the situation east end towing can handle it and has all the answers so give them a call at 501-888-8849 that's 501-888-8849 Know where your car is going. Know what's going to happen when you uh, need a tow with East End Towing. All right, we've got about eight minutes left with Congressman uh, Bruce Westerman. Uh, Congressman, the largest revenue-raising tax hike in this uh, piece of legislation would be a new minimum tax on businesses estimated to raise $313 billion over 10 years. The uh, corporate minimum tax would require businesses to calculate calculate their tax liability under a complex parallel tax system based on financial statement income. And uh, if people think $313 billion is not going to be pulled out of business and it's not going to cost them, they're sadly mistaken. Prices will go up over this. Wages will go down. Yeah, it's like every tax day, the consumer ends up paying it. Um, you can tax corporations and you can um, you can create an, a business environment where they move overseas, like we saw with all of our industry going to China. Then we saw when we did a, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, people started onshoring back into the U.S., but you can make a, a business-unfriendly climate in the United States. But at the end of the day, Consumers pay corporate taxes because they get passed right through the corporation onto the consumer. It's an across-the-board tax. It doesn't give one business um, an advantage over another. It just puts uh, more burden on the consumer, which is, guess what? It's going to drive inflation up. So for them to call this an Inflation Reduction Act is 
just like you should know every time the Democrats put a name on the bill, it's going to do exactly the opposite of what the bill says. Yeah. So you head in uh, for Friday. Uh, I, we had uh, Congressman Hill in studio today. He said that you all are going to do three or four hours of debate and you're going to really hold the Democrats uh, feet to the fire about this uh, piece of legislation. Yeah, we'll make our case. Um, the, the real efforts are happening, you know, outside of Washington right now. I hope that um, voters in these Democrat districts are telling their members of Congress, do not vote for this junk. You've done enough damage. Do not give this administration more money to do more bad things. And please don't put more taxes on the American people. Uh the debate on the floor will make our point, and uh, we'll be preaching to the choir to uh, uh, to sane people, and the Democrats will be preaching to the progressive left. Uh, but the real uh, issue is how are the votes going to turn out? And they say we'll be through voting by 4 p.m. Friday. Well, if Nancy Pelosi doesn't have the votes, I would predict we won't even vote until she has the votes. Um, and more than likely, if we go to the floor to vote, you know that this bill is going to pass. So I, I hope we I don't care if we stay there all weekend and don't vote. I just hope it doesn't actually come up for a vote because she'll likely have the, the votes to pass it if it does. So what happens now? I mean, you guys are going to go there Friday uh, after Friday. Are you going back home or, or because we're in get to election season? What do we what do we have to see from you all here as we go through the rest of the summer? Yeah, you know, normally we're in recess in August out visiting constituents. Um, so with Pelosi's voting rules, uh, I'm going back to D.C. I think you said French is going back. Yes. There will only be there will only be enough Democrats there to cast proxy votes. So they'll all be out in their districts doing the thing they normally do in August, voting by proxy to pass another tax uh, bill and spending bill to enable an incompetent administration. So, yeah, as soon as I can get out of Washington, D.C., I'll be leaving it, but I'm not going to vote uh, by proxy. Well, get out of the land of Oz as fast as you can, all right, because it is fantasy up there in Washington, D.C. now with what the Democrats are saying. With with all of that that's going on, we have this huge story that has occurred uh, down in Florida. We've talked about that. Let's talk about the future a little bit. Did this? I know this fired up the Republican base. It fired me up. I mean, I was angry Monday. I was really angry Monday because the, the last time I seen anything like this, it happened, uh, you know, with Nixon, to be honest with you. It was terrible during that time uh, where you're weaponizing branches of the federal government. Uh I mean, the president knew about this. He's weaponized the Justice Department, the FBI, and, and now— 87,000 more uh, IRS agents are going to weaponize it? There's no doubt in my mind. How do we put this to a stop? I guess it's going to be November, correct? Yeah, and uh, Kevin McCarthy put a statement out uh, after the raid that I think he was spot on. He told Merrick Garland to preserve his records and clear his calendar because when Republicans are in control, he's going to answer for his actions. Um, the thing we've got to be cautious of right here is the Democrats are getting exactly what they wanted with this action. The focus now is all on Trump. People aren't talking about Biden and his incompetency. They're not talking about congressional Democrats. 
uh, everybody's back focused on um, what the Department of Justice and the FBI are doing. They will do anything to change the narrative, and we're not going to let them do that, even though we should be outraged by their actions, and we've got to hold them accountable at some point. Uh, but don't don't take your eye off of the uh, the main goal here, and that's they're trying to salvage the midterm elections. That's all this bill is about that uh, we're going back to vote on Friday. It has nothing to do with making the country better. It has something, a lot to do with them trying to improve the image of Democrats going into the midterm election. All right. Congressman, thanks so much for the time. Congressman Bruce Westman, District 4, we appreciate your time. I get back at 9 o'clock. We've got some information you're going to want to hear at 9 o'clock. I've got uh, I've got the we've got the deal on uh, Mayor Scott, man. I'm telling you, these travel these travel monies that he spent are concerning. Find out about it. Join me back at nine o'clock here on 101.1 FM. The answer. you've been waiting for i've been talking about it hey could you could you call the 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 uh the mayor's office and ask him if he's tuned in for me heidi i'm just kidding all right he shouldn't he should know he may very well be tuned oh in. yeah he he should know that uh what's what's coming today all right just it, i'm doing just what i did is when i told you we were going to talk about the superintendent over at uh, at Cabot, it, we don't hide nothing here. All right, and that I always try to tell you great uh, information so you can save money. And uh, Ryan Norris is here from uh, the Arkansas chapter of Americans uh, for Prosperity. Ryan, you're going to save people some money between one and three today. Well, that is true. We are going to try to help some folks out because Washington is doing very little to help out uh, the average citizen when it comes to inflation. And so today, from 1 to 3, Dave, at the Mobile Zone Mart at 8701 Maumel Boulevard in North Little Rock, we're going to lower the price of gasoline down to $2.38 per gallon. This is what we were paying on average in January of 2021. Eh, eh, eh. All right, back with you. All right. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that was the National Weather Service, but... You know, that's not even in my listening area. That's over in the eastern part of the state. All right. Go ahead and start over again. Let me let me lead into this again. Ryan Norris joins us. And, of course, he's chairman of the uh, Arkansas chapter of Americans for Prosperity. They're trying to save you money today. So uh, quickly tell me how that that's happening today, Ryan. Uh, yes, Dave. So our true cost of Washington tour has been traveling the United States. We've done almost nearly a hundred and some events on this issue. It's the highlight inflation and how much it's impacted the everyday citizen. 
And so today from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Mobile Zone Mart, 8701 Maumel Boulevard in North Little Rock, ASP will be dropping the price of gasoline down to $2.38 a gallon, which is the national average in 2021 in January. Just to highlight how much inflation has cost us just at the pump. That's not even counting groceries and all the other things that inflation has impacted. So we invite people to come on down. There's going to be a ticketing system. It's going to be for 87 octane only, no boats, no ATVs, no gas cans. We're trying to help out as many people as possible today and capture their stories about how inflation has impacted them. Okay, so it's from one to three. As long as you have a ticket, you can still get in and, and fill up, right? Yes, yes, and we'll be giving tickets out at the event. And we have uh, uh, North Little Rock police officers will be there to help us direct traffic, and uh, we're just trying to help get as many people through as possible because we know you could probably use that little <coughs> extra money in your budget this month. Yeah, I mean, you fill up, you save fifteen twenty dollars probably. That's not bad. Yes. That's pretty good. I I got to give you credit, Ryan. That's a good deal that you guys got going on over there. Well, if you go to truecostofwashington.com, we will have some other opportunities in the state of Arkansas uh, for similar events. Some of them are dealing with uh, fuel. Some of them are dealing with food. And we even have one to where we'll be uh, helping out with free haircuts. Oh, very cool. I like this a lot. Uh, you get a hold of me whenever you got something going on, and we'll uh, relay all that information to our listeners. Will do, Dave. Well, we appreciate you all. And uh, come on out, 1 to 3, Mobile Zone Mart, 8701 Maumel Boulevard in North Little Rock, and uh, fill up your tank for, for less than it's been costing you. Okay. Remember, Arkansas Americans for Prosperity, making this all happen. Uh, if they go aafp.com or .org, they can get more information on your organization? They can, or for the Arkansas information, go to believeinar.com. Okay, believeinar.com. All right, I got to get on to something else here now, Ryan. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, Mayor Scott here on the Dave Ellswick Show and and how he's, I think, misusing public funds. And we'll talk about that next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Appreciate you, uh, Ryan. Have a good afternoon. You too, Dave. Take care, everyone. All right. Ryan Norris. Don't forget, that's from 1 till 3, 8701 Maumel Boulevard, the Mobile Zone Mart, gas just for two thirty-eight a gallon. That's what it was last year, by the way, on this day, just so, so you're, you're going to know. All right. Let me talk a little bit about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. And then Jimmy's here. And uh, Jimmy's my, uh, you know, uh, basically my uh, FOIA uh, warrior. And he's on today, and uh, I saw that uh, Mayor Scott tried to do a preemptive strike on Monday on television on Channel 7. It didn't work, Mayor. Jimmy's right here, sitting right in the studio, ready to go. He's got all all of the information that he's going to share with you when we come back is directly from the Scott administration. It's not, it's not just Jimmy making stuff up, just to let you know. All right, let me tell you about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E. Eric Coleman would like you to stop by. He's got over 40 years of experience doing some of the highest quality jewelry work in our market. The man is an artisan. 
He's loved making jewelry since he was a kid. He used to have one of those rock tumbler sets, and he would tumble the rocks, and you know about that. They'd have to tumble for a total of like three weeks or whatever to get them to look really good. Then he would take and make his own jewelry out of it. He's a great guy. You'll love him. If you're looking for a uh, uh, something like a uh, engagement ring and you want it to be special, you go talk to Eric Coleman because he'll make you something special. Now, don't don't say you want to propose to somebody Saturday night and you need a ring then. If you do that, you're going to have to look right in the case and buy one. But if you want him to make it, uh, get him a couple of weeks out and let him uh, get some input on it so he can do it for you. He's open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Uh, if you're looking for wedding band sets, he can say, I bet you save you 20, maybe 25% off of any other jewelry store here in, uh, in the area. Unique Creations. He's got the displays open, ready for you to buy right there. They have uh, estate jewelry. You can sell estate jewelry. He'll tell you how much it's worth, and he does all the repairs as well. He does everything. That's Eric Coleman, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Give him a call, 501-246-3655, and they're at 3000 Cavanaugh right here in Little Rock. And uh, we're ready to get with Jimmy. I'm going to tell you what. Last night, about ready to turn out the light and go to sleep. And I got a uh, email from Jimmy, and he showed me how much money that the uh, the mayor of 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 the information he was able to get, uh, what the mayor has spent on meals, travel, all kinds of stuff, Amazon. You name it. Doesn't say what he bought from Amazon, but he bought some stuff from Amazon, uh, and. It added up to a little bit. I think it was $76,000 and change is what it was. And I looked at that, and I went, oh, my goodness, 76000 And then I, I started looking specifically like a travel, and I'm seeing airline tickets for over $2,000. Now, that folks, that's not flying coach. That's flying first class, you know, where they, they give you a – a little sip of champagne or something up in the front, you know, give you a little bit more room in your in your seat and a little bit more leg room. And if you've read, ridden coach lately, you know, leg room is at a premium. But bottom line, this man is spending way too much money. Now he came out and said, "Now that he's going to change everything, right?" Isn't that what he told you? Well, he's going to. Or he's, he's telling he's, everybody. He's, last night he announced he was going to change the Freedom of Information Act process because um, uh, it's been like pulling hen's teeth to get this information. And the average person would have trouble with it, but it's just I'm not the average person because I'm. You're well versed in this. Well, I'm, I'm I'm well educated from Robert Steinbuck's book, but I'm also a deal that uh, there's no reverse in my transmission. Okay. When I when I get going, I'm not going to stop. I tell people I'm like country music. I'm here to stay. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> and so when I get on it, I'm going to keep digging, and that's what they hope people throw their hands up and go away. Yeah, they and, don't. They don't get an in, initial answer. Right. They don't ask again. Right. And one thing I'd like to point out that seventy six thousand four hundred twenty three dollars and sixty six cents that we've come across so far. Keep in mind that that's with with forty six statements missing so basically 
we're about at half. So we we still have, and they've admitted after, when I requested all the credit card statements uh, f- uh, issued to uh, Mayor Scott since he became mayor. They admitted, and they even admitted last night in a letter from Sarah Linehan, the city CFO, that they are actually missing or or failed to retain 46 statements. Okay, these statements are what? Credit card statements. Okay. So what I got, which, what I'm basing these totals off of is the credit card statements they gave me. There are 46 more statements that they can't produce. So think about what these figures are going to do if we had those statements. Well, I'm sure they're not going to go down. No, they're going to go extremely up. Uh, uh, give you, just give you some quick examples. Uh, on uh, airfare, uh, since, since Scott became mayor, he has spent $21,653.20 on airfare. Uh, on hotels, he spent... Nineteen thousand five hundred fifty-five dollars and five cents. Okay, that's that's astounding. What he spent on airfare and hotels alone. This doesn't count meals or anything like that. Just on airfares and motels alone is forty-one thousand two hundred eight dollars and twenty-five cents. Out of seventy-six thousand dollars and change, right? And that's again with forty-six credit card statements missing. So right. what's it going to be if we have those? Well, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't expect the man to stay at Motel 6. No. I mean, I understand that. Uh, I did see that the Peabody was mentioned several times. uh, And one of those, wasn't one of those for New Year's Eve or something? That's the thing. There's two things that the the Peabody Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee, is I'll I'll talk about the one on January 4th first. January 4th of 2020. Uh, confirmed through uh, the city sources uh, and through city attorney Tom Carpenter that the mayor had a retreat for his staff over there uh, January 2nd, 3rd, and he cashed out or did the bill on January 4th. Um, had his staff over, room board. Uh, Tom was very clear, and I'm glad he was, that uh, Tom uh, had a malt scotch, but he purchased it himself. I'm told by other people that were there that the mayor was purchasing seeing the alcohol, though. Uh, something else is uh, city attorney in his email told me that Scott's security detail, Little Rock officers, attended him on that trip. So now you have his security detail going across state lines with him where they have no authority whatsoever. And I'm assuming that we're paying, we're going to get the receipts, but taxpayers paying for them to be there. Uh, for their room and board in East. Now, what's interesting, real quick, just a little side note on that, I did talk to some people uh, when those when those uh, officers went with him, when he required them to, uh, that was actually out of LRPD policy. Uh, the policy wasn't even finished being written, written at the time for his security detail. Uh, so, But that's one charge, okay? So there, there are charges on here, I want to make clear, there are charges on here that are very legitimate well, yeah. charges. Okay, uh, but you look at that and you say, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna say, why wasn't that money spent in Little Rock City Tech? Do a retreat here. Mm-hmm. Why do you got to go out of state to do that? Uh, but what this is gonna shock a lot of people. On December thirty first, two thousand nineteen, New Year's Eve, 
we have a charge uh, to the Peabody Hotel in Memphis. Uh, let's see here. For $2,724. Okay. New Year's Eve, 2019. I'm going to have a hard time. He's going to have a hard time explaining to me what what benefit to the city it is for him to be at the uh, Peabody Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee, and and run up a tab to the taxpayer of over $2,700. How do you justify that? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to see that one, right? Yeah. And you get, you're waiting for the... Uh, the, the the legitimate receipt to show up, and that should break down how much was spent on food, how much spent on alcohol, room, all that. Yes, sir. Exactly. When you the, the statement from the Peabody is going to break down all the charges there, but uh, not just uh, not just the Peabody. I mean, look at some, let's look at some others. Um, give you example. Uh, uh, in March of 2021, he's got a charge to Amazon. For two thousand eight hundred thirteen dollars and thirty eight cents. That doesn't say what it was spent on. No. Just said it went to Amazon. Amazon, okay. Uh, uh, Oriental Trading Company one ninety nine eighty two. Now these are just some purchases, okay. Uh, John Olney, M.D., a doctor. Uh, he charged thirty dollars with that doctor. Is that a copay? Um, here's the one that really aggravates me. You know, petty theft. Aggravates me more than anything. Okay. okay. Here's one to target for $7.27. That infuriates me. You can't pay $7.27 out of your own pocket. Yeah. You got to charge to the taxpayer. Uh, let's look at some other charges. He loves to eat at the Copper Grill. Uh, so we're going to get charges to the Copper Grill, like forty eight eighty five. That's obviously him probably by himself. You're going to have some charges like that. Uh, copper Grill, $51, $61. But then you get into a lot higher charges at the Copper Grill. Uh, Dave & Buster's, two hundred nine ninety three. Okay. Uh, uh, then there's some out-of-town charges, Farmers and Distillers. That indicates a bar to me. Uh, seventy-seven fifty-six. Uh, Copper Grill one sixty-seven thirty. Uh, flip through here. There's just so many. Uh, well, when I hear Copper Grill and every one of them is fifty or sixty, and then I hear one that's a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty, I wonder how many people are eating. That's the thing. And when you when you look at these charges, you're going to see a lot of them for restaurants where there's a uh, there's it's obviously for more than him. Delicious Temptations in Little Rock. I know about that because my wife orders stuff there. $158.55. Riviera Maya Mexican Restaurant here in Little Rock, two eighty one fourteen. dollars um, uh, Tzatziki's, one twenty four eighty one. dollars There are tons. There's one to Arthur's Steakhouse. Okay. Get ready for this, guys. Roll down to it so I have it exactly. Uh, let's see here. Arthur Steakhouse for over $1,200. No, I go there with my wife, and I'll, I'll be admit but with Arthur's charges, you're looking over 100 bucks for sure. But $1,200? Yes, sir. Th- that's several people. Yes, oh, that, that's several people. And, and the thing is, too. And how, how much of that is alcohol? There you go, which is a no-no. 
which is a no-no. Now, like I say, I've already got sources confirming to me that he's bought alcohol for his staff at the retreats. Now, let me reiterate again, Tom Carpenter was very clear, and Tom is a, a good guy, and I believe him 100%. He said he ordered a malt scotch, which he paid for himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, before we take our, our break here at the bottom of the hour, let me have Jimmy quickly. We've got 60 seconds, Jimmy. You tell me, what did uh, the former mayor have to say about these credit cards? Well, I'm glad you asked that. He actually commented on my Facebook post uh concerning this, uh, and I'll read it to you. He said, uh, Mark Stolen, Mr. Cavan, I don't normally respond to comment threads, but since several of the people have brought my name into discussion, I feel I should. FYI, during my 12 years in office, I never had a city credit card, nor did I have a city cell phone. I refused both and used my own vehicle since both the city manager and I received car allowance. If I was out of town attending mayoral functions and responsibilities such as attending U.S. Conference of Mayors meetings, I flew coach. In these instances, the standard practice was to request reimbursement. Uh, that's part of the statement. So he, Mark Stella has just confirmed that in 12 years as a mayor, he didn't have a credit card of any kind with the city. All right. So when we come back, I got to ask Jimmy a question that just begs to be asked. Uh, we asked this question about uh, what was going on with the school superintendent in Cabot. I'm going to ask this question that deals with the mayor here in Little Rock. When we return right now, we got news for you on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you've just joined us, uh, Jimmy Clavin is it, is it Clavin? Am I saying right? Cavin? Cavin. I, yeah. I keep putting an L in That's there. That's all right. Everybody does. Know, but Cavin uh, yeah. is with us today, and uh, he's much more than what the uh, the mayor is saying that he is. The mayor <laughs> says he's a partisan. The mayor said that he doesn't live in in Little Rock, and you know that he's right about that. But here's the key: you don't have to live somewhere where where evil is thriving to want to do something about it. Yeah, I always say, you know, standing up for right has no zip code. And I agree with that. Yeah. And uh, if that's the best he can come at me with to combat the facts that I bring out that I don't live here, well, he's lost. Yeah. It, uh, well, bottom line is this. The mayor's got a deep problem here in his administration. And there's some more stuff that I want to tell you about that you need to know. For instance... He went to a Kevin Hart concert. All right. I don't have any problem with him doing that, but he shouldn't go on your dime. That's number one. That's the first issue. Should he go see that concert and you pay for the tickets? Well, on top of it, you paid for the people who was doing the security detail. You paid for tickets for them as well. Is that not true? That's that's what I'm told, that uh, when he went to the Kevin Hart uh, concert, his security detail went with him. And that that's what I'm told. I'm looking into it. I'm going to find out because if that's the case, why is the taxpayer uh, paying for for uh, his security detail at a private concert type? Mm-hmm. And if they did go, you know, did they have to buy a ticket, and who paid for that ticket? Yeah, well, sure. That's a, those are good questions, yeah. and it should be asked. Yeah. Now, you're not the only one who's doing this. There's a, a Mitch McCoy over at Channel Four. Is that right? Yes, there? sir. His uh, his kind of he's starting to think about 
uh, getting into this stuff, too. Yeah, he has been getting into it. And Mitch, Mitch actually did a story uh, uh, about me last week in, uh, in my Freedom of Information request and the fight that they're giving me and in, in, in them not giving me the information I asked for. And Mitch is actually Channel Four has actually made requests themselves that they're getting they're getting the the wall too. And yeah, it's not like there's any pushback. It's just that they don't pay any attention. Well, I'll give you an example. Um, Mitch Mitch had requested back during the when it broke about the LRPD and the uh, pursuit in which those young people died that nobody really knew about. He, he had asked. For all uh, email communications and phone log records and text messages uh, to and from Frank Scott, Kendra Pruitt, a couple other office staff members, they they actually responded back that they didn't have any records. Uh oh. And I'm going, why don't you just say the world is flat? <laughs> okay, because i hate to tell you there's now you can delete emails in the way they're set up that's a good way they hide them because they're deleting they should go into a vault but they're never really hidden and but when you're trying to say that no one for a two-day period no one called the mayor no one called kinder pruitt and kinder pruitt and the mayor didn't call anybody no i mean that 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 dog that dog don't hunt right and so Mitch has been uh, digging, digging in, and, and uh, of course he's interviewed me. He's in contact with me, uh, you know, to to get information, and stay on top of. And uh, he was there at the meeting last night. And uh, but what's funny about that is nobody else is doing it. Uh, Channel Eleven's not doing anything on the FOIs. They're not doing anything on these credit card statements. Uh, Channel 7 is certainly not. Uh, now, 16 probably is because 16 and 14 16, are, web, you know, they're, yeah. they're fused at the hip. Right, and, 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 and uh, Mitch does stories for both of them. They run on both stations. Channel 7 uh, is actually gone to more of extreme to actually take up for Frank Scott. Well, let's just talk about the story I was talking about from mm-hmm. Monday. All right. They allowed uh, the mayor to basically – beat up on you on their airwaves tried <laughs> and didn't even and didn't even have the courtesy to call you and said is this true right i mean they ran a story uh basically saying the mayor's side and basically kind of uh attacking me which is fine i don't care bring it it wasn't basically they attacked sure. you and of course i'd say okay come on with it and but they didn't they didn't bother to call me they didn't bother to check with me to get you know any quotes from me or anything like that i talked to the general manager mark rose about it and he he said he didn't even know the story ran or knew anything about it did you ask him to watch it because i read it it. i read it oh okay and i said so you know i'm just wondering why i didn't get a call and i then i told him i said look you guys can run a story about me anytime you want you can say anything about me anytime you want that doesn't bother me i'm just telling you that i'm always available Everybody's got my phone number. I said, now you've got it. I make my phone number public. If you got any questions for me, if Channel 7 has any questions for me, I said, call and ask me. I said, I'm an open book. I even told him, I said, I tell people, when they say, can I ask you a question? I say, only if you want an answer. Mm-hmm. And so to yet, but they have yet to call me. Well, I, I do a thing when I'm out on my my patriot tour and it's called ask dave ellswick and we're on a bus and on the on the 
you know, on a trip. And I sit up, and if it goes for an hour or two, I'll go for that, that length. And they ask me, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I said, you can always ask. You may not like the answer. <laughs> You may not like the answer, so uh, yeah, we do that all the time. I, I say this, especially like you know, here, like on this deal, here are the numbers. Okay, they're not my numbers. This is the stuff that is given to you from right. the administration. Right. Now, you, I tell people, you may not like what I'm saying, but you can't dispute it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. At least the administration admits that it's true. Yes. Yes, and uh, and so I mean the, these these numbers don't lie. They tell a story. Some people, you know, I understand that Frank Scott doesn't like it being made public. I understand his base doesn't, and I understand there's a political end that doesn't like that. But can you dispute it? And you can't. And if you're not disputing it, and I can I can say this as well. Why aren't you changing it? And evidently, some of it has come to his attention, and he wants to change the way that they do. Uh, you know. The let's, whole thing about FOIA. Maybe he wants to do it. Let's say he was forced different. to. Yeah. Okay, because they have been not following FOI laws for quite some time. And it wasn't until Mitch ran the story, it wasn't stopped pushing. Um, um, you know, I have filed an incident report with the Little Rock Police Department. And, and uh, I'm seeking charges against Mayor Scott, Kendra Pruitt, Sarah Lenahan, and Stacey Withrow uh, for violating the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act because everybody forgets and there's a part of that act that they forget about, and that's 2519-104. It is a Class C misdemeanor to negligently violate any chapter in the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. Which means what? Which means criminal charge. And and so by not by not providing me the information – uh, per the law, even though I've been patient with them and given them plenty of time, even Tom uh, Carpenter, their city attorney, I got him involved in an email. He even explained to the mayor and Kendra and Sarah and Stacy that, look, this should have already been done. Mm-hmm. Here is the law, and he explained it to him. He basically told him, give him what he's requested, and they ignored him. At that point, I'm going, okay, you're clearly – negligent now and so i'm gonna do something somebody hadn't done i'm gonna seek prosecution now understand tom carpenter is a city attorney the city attorney is instructing them you're outside the law here you must obey the law and they ignore him flat ignored him and uh so i pursued i'm pursuing it i filed the report uh i should get uh should get it this week uh uh, in an email thread, I told him I was going to. I told Frank and uh, Kendra and Stacy and Sarah, and uh, I told the I included the board. Uh, also included Tom Carpenter. I included Larry Jagley. Well, last Friday night at 8.07 p.m., prosecuting attorney Larry Jagley weighed into the conversation in the email. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, if this is true, it's unconscionable. Those are his words, not mine. I like Larry. Larry and I go back many a year. But basically what he told them, if if the law's been violated, his office will prosecute it. Oh, good. Good. And uh, so so I'm following the process, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to take it once I get the complete report with the attachments I gave LRPD, then I'm going to take it to the Citizens Complaint Department at the prosecuting attorney, and we're going to go forward. They thought when I did that – uh, all this information on the statements they were were not giving me in his compensation package, I did that uh, 
uh, last Friday. I sent that email uh, that Friday, I believe, Friday morning, and lo and behold, by Friday evening, they're sending me stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess they think that would make me go away. Yeah, but I'm still seeking prosecution. Yeah, yeah this is this is called shaking the tree. That's what I <laughs> refer to it as. And you'll be surprised at what may fall out. Oh, yeah. And uh, talking about those 46 missing statements, like I said, these figures are just absolutely ridiculous, right? And so we're talking about these statements that they gave me. These are the ones they gave me. Keep in mind, there are 46 missing statements. All right? So I pushed back, and I said, hey, there's 46 missing statements that you guys have not given me. And so Tom Carpenter uh, uh emailed me yesterday uh, he had because he's city attorney he's, he's involved in it and he sent he sent me an email said mr kevin he said you know i've attached a letter from sarah linehan who is the cfo at uh, the city cfo and and uh, he gave it to me so last night when i got home from the meeting i read through it and i went this is a stunning admission and so what sarah basically admitted to in this letter, and I'll read it, is that, yes, they have missing statements. And and they admitted that a lot of statements they got, they did not retain. They just discarded them. And by law, you must retain them. Yes, yes. And if you uh, – let me just read, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, you go ahead, and then we'll take a break. Sure. Part of the letter, uh, her explanation uh, was – uh, Debbie, I won't say her last name because she's just a staff member. Debbie Blank has been trying to work remotely and complete the response to the request while out sick under the influence of medication. She has not been able to return to the office since returning from the conference. Uh, following Mr. Kevin's email on August 8, Debbie conducted a follow-up review of the documents provided. She determined that all the statements from April 2021 through current with activity were provided to the FOI office in response to the request. Now, here it gets tricky. On Wednesday, August 3rd, there were also, she put this in writing, Dave, there were also several statements provided for 2019-2020, but Debbie discovered that there were some missing statements in the first five months of 2019. There were also missing individual statements during the period of March 2020 through 2021 with remote COVID procedures were in place. During that period, individual count statements, are you ready for this? During that period, individual count statements were not scanned and saved. Were not scanned and saved. That's a violation of state law. Okay. We just want everybody to understand that there's some stuff going on that needs to be explained, and then it needs to be somehow it needs to be presented because if they don't present it, they are in, you know, they're breaking the law. And if you broke the law like that, they'd come after your butt. I'm just telling you. Yeah, and and um, I've got the laws. Would you like me to read them now, or you want to wait till? Yeah, I- we'll wait till we come sure. back. We've yeah. got to get a quick break in here. Final break for this uh, edition of the Dave Ellsworth Show. It's a Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday, closer to Friday than we were on Monday, and a lot of light coming to shine down on the Scott administration here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They want you to know they understand all the little 
things that need to be understood. You know, you, you got to understand about what do you do after the police arrive? What do you do about taking a report? What if the vehicle needs to be towed? How do you make sure that it's uh, East End Towing that does it? Uh, your right to request other tow service. Uh, how impounding yard rules work and regulations as well. That can get up into some money if you, you get tied up into that. So know that no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, has all the answers for you. All you have to do is call them, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. Okay, so that you know that this is not just some kind of witch hunt, uh, here's what the laws of the state of Arkansas say. Jimmy? All right. Uh, as far as record retention of documents, okay, Arkansas Code 19-4-1108. The original evidences of indebtedness, including documents prepared in connection with purchasing procedure and all original contracts, invoices, statements, receipts, petty cash tickets, bank statements, canceled checks, drawn upon bank accounts, and other original supporting papers shall be retained in the permanent file of the business uh, office of each agency. These documents shall be kept in a safe place subject to audit and shall not be destroyed until authorization is given for their destruction by the legislative auditor. All right. Stop right there. Why would they do that? There's only there's only one reason <laughs> to get rid of documents. Better for you to say it than for me, though. Right. There's only there's only one reason to violate the Arkansas Family Fund. There's only one reason to get rid of documents, and that's so they'll never be seen. Okay. And uh, that's just common sense. Uh, criminal Code five fifty four one twenty one. This is this is really interesting. Tampering with public record. A person commits the offense of tampering with public record if, with the purpose of impairing the validity, uh, uh, legibility, or availability of public record, he or she knowingly makes false entry or falsely alters any public record. Here's the big thing. Or erases, obliterates, removes, destroys, or conceals a public record. Uh, tampering with public record in that instance is a class D felony for each each time. Now, how what can be the punishment to that? Uh, if I remember correctly, I don't have it pulled up, but I believe it's a five thousand uh, five thousand uh, dollar fine and or ten, up to ten years in jail. So can I say maybe ten thousand? I don't want to say for sure. I, don't I think have it was ten thousand dollar yeah. fine, five years in five jail. Years. And and here's here's the key. They don't meld that out unless the people who pass the law think it's really, really important. They don't want to, you know, put somebody on the dole by putting them in jail. No, and I and I th- and I think that's why the the language is so clear that erases, obliterates, removes, destroys, or conceals a public record. And I think it's a good law, and. What has happened here, you've got 46 statements that the CFO of the city, Sarah Linehan, is admitting are not there, are not retained, and admitting that some of them were basically thrown away. Some of them, she says, are just missing. Okay, well, that's that's a problem in itself. 
but she's actually admitting that some of them they just didn't retain. They did not retain or maintain them according to law. What's interesting is she is saying in the same letter, but they have the receipts for those purchases. So in the letter she says they didn't scan the statements uh, for retention, but oh, by the way, we did scan the receipts and retain them. How does that make it any better? Because even if you give me the receipts now, okay, which I'm lo- going to love to see, how can I match that to charges? Mm-hmm. Do we, is that really all the receipts we have? Because we don't have a list of the charges. Now, I'm not an, I don't have a college education. I'm just an old dumb old farm boy from down Bellingham Church Road. And I'm not a sharp accountant or anything, but I do know one thing. One plus one is two. This is simple math. And I'll tell you something else today. What I learned at your early young age going down Bethlehem Church Road, you don't have to be that smart, but we learned at an early young age, roses smell good, BS don't. <laughs> They're not selling roses. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, Jim. Jimmy has is, is become a, a part of the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, he loves doing this, so if he loves doing it, I'm going to tap in with him and let him do it. You know, I'm going to let him do it. So, uh, Mayor Scott? You got some splaining to do. That's what it comes to. Uh, city council, you got some questions that need to be asked, and uh, you, you need to get to it. And the bottom line is, uh, Mayor Scott needs to make some changes. There's probably some people who need to lose their jobs, to be honest with you. So we'll come back and uh, visit back with Jimmy here in the near future as new stuff becomes available uh, to him and then to us on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Be here. we got uh, Joe and Duck coming in. Uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, you want to hear what they have to say because they're going to help you save money with your car. With that all in mind, I'll see you tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed this last hour on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you, Jimmy.